Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Kraken One Open. Today, we're just going to put a little bit of beer in our mouth. We're going to swish it around. We're going to do some flavor tasting. We're going to smell it. We're going to tell you about the can. And then we're going to tell you where you can find us. Rate us, review us, and then we're going to say cheers. Thank you. That is our episode of Kraken One Open. Good night. And (laughs) (laughs) the end. How's it going? I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. And today, we're Kraken Open something i've been very excited about for the whole week i'm kind of sad that you sneaked a preview of it but at the same time yeah i'm excited so this week we are cracking open jalapeno 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 what the the enya jalapeno (laughs) i'm very excited i didn't know how to kill that (laughs) <laughs> it's called a tilde, by the way. It's a yeah. Um, it's an IPA from Berkshire Brewing Company, which is located in South Deerfield, Massachusetts. So Berkshire was established in 1994, and they say, "quote For the past 25 years, we've kept it simple, brewing our ales and lagers fresh in small batches. We've kept it real. All of our beers are unfiltered, unpasteurized, and contain no chemical additives or preservatives." And we've kept it creative, producing a broad range of year-round and seasonal ales and lagers and frequent brewer specials. Just good beer. End quote. They go on to say, our founders shared a single purpose, to revive time-honored tradition of high-quality craft brewing in this part of the region. By word of mouth and taste buds, Berkshire's fresh, unfiltered, unpasteurized ales quickly became a success with beer drinkers throughout Western Massachusetts and beyond. In the 25 years that we've been in business, plenty has changed. Berkshire has grown from a small, distinguished microbrewery, brewing seven barrels at a time, to New England's premier regional craft brewery, distributing a broad range of year-round and seasonal ales and lagers to locations across New England. We've gotten this far by keeping a focus on fresh brewing, craftsmanship, and most importantly, people. As Berkshire Brewing continues to grow, we stay true to our original craft spirit. So Berkshire's philosophy is that they believe in staying relaxed, down to earth, and enjoying an abundance of great beer, which, I mean, why not? (laughs) They Mm. say, there are no secrets here. We share our process, our culture, and of course, the final product, because that's the way we believe a craft brewery should be. Berkshire is also eco-conscious. They recognize that every process at the brewery has an impact on the environment whether it's using recycled and or recyclable materials and packaging, using compostable cups at events, or delivery of spent spent grain to local farms, they go above and beyond their commitment to environmentally sustainable practices. I've also got some interesting tidbits about the brewery. So in their brew house, the hydrator mixes the... Yes. I was going to say it's called tiddly bits. What? You've got some interesting tiddly bits. Oh. (laughs) Thank you, folks. That'll be, uh, I'll be here all night. So in their brew house, the hydrator mixes the hot grain, the grain with hot water and the the grant underneath the mash tun acts as a reservoir for the sweet wort as it's being pumped to the kettle during runoff. All 775 gallons or 25 barrels of wort is boiled for 75 minutes in this kettle. During this time, the hops are added and the wort is sterilized. It's uh, fired by a 470,000 BTU natural gas burner. 
Yeah. And after bur- after boiling, the wort runs into the hop back before being pumped into the fermenter. For some beers, the hop back is full of hops, which gives the beer additional hop aroma. The boiling hot wort passes on each side of the chiller, while cold, filtered water passes in the opposite direction on the other side. And this heat transfer cools the wort to 70 degrees for ales and 54 degrees for lagers and produces the hot water that returns to the hot water tank. Then pure oxygen is added to every batch of beer to give the yeast the ability to reproduce before the fermentation begins. Their grain silo holds about 65,000 pounds of pale malt, which is the base malt for all of their beers. And they have 12 fermentation tanks, ranging in size from one 14 barrel or 434 gallons fermenter to three 100 barrel or 31,000 gallons fermenters. Their ales, as I mentioned before, ferment at 70 degrees for about six days, while their lagers ferment at 54 degrees for about two weeks. Each fermenter is insulated and has glycol pipes that regulate the temperature. And I had to look up what that meant because uh, what the fuck is glycol? Glycol. It's some kind of sugar. Nope. It's actually uh, basically antifreeze that's cooled and then pumped through the tubing because glycol's freezing point is much lower than water's. So it can get much colder than water and transfer that temperature through the piping. Cool. Yeah. So I, I wonder like if that's common among breweries or if this is like a state-of-the-art system or i don't know why don't you go to beer school and figure it out listen (laughs) (laughs) i made my plea to our listeners for a long time and nothing came through so (laughs) i don't have the fifteen thousand dollars to uh go to sacred heart for that uh berkshire also has five 78 barrel or 2,418 gallons insulated uh, conditioning tanks that hold most of their green or young beer at 39 degrees for 10 days. Their IPA um, and cabin fever have dry hops added to them into the, in the conditioning tanks and then are aged for 14 days. Their Oktoberfest is aged for about three months in these tanks. Bright beer spelled B-R-I-T-E, is beer that has been conditioned and carbonated, and Berkshire has three 34-barrel insulated bright beer tanks and one 78-barrel insulated tank found in their Mo Room. Mo Room? I don't know what that stands for, but like they didn't explain it, so I feel like I I should know what it means. How is it spelled? M-O. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, They use many of the tanks in the conditioning room as both conditioning tanks and bright beer tanks. So, like I said, a lot of breweries don't go that in depth about their operations. So I thought that would be an interesting. Yeah, that's like bit to include too in depth. (laughs) I know too much about that brewery now. (laughs) Well, that'll make up for this next part. This beer has jalapenos. The end. (laughs) When I chose this beer, I was just going off of how much information Berkshire had on their website about the brewery itself. Like literally when I'm trying to find a beer for the next podcast, I I just like do a quick Google search while I'm standing the, in the aisle of the of the packy. Um, and I didn't realize at the time that the the interesting mystery this beer would turn out to be. So Berkshire describes Jalapenito like this. Under cover of Cloak and Darkness, we took a fresh batch of our American IPA 
in Hopnito and added 20 pounds of fresh jalapenos and pineapple puree. It's a refreshing brew with a bite, medium body and bitterness, yet high in aroma and flavor. So, of course, I just assumed, all right, I'll look up in Hopnito if it's the same base brew, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. Womp womp. <laughs> Under cover of Cloak and Darkness, we took a brand new unnamed hop and built a classic American IPA. Unnamed hop. I'm in Hopnito is a refreshing brew with a medium body and bitterness, yet high in aroma and flavor. The scent of cantaloupe, light citrus, and berries stands out among a tropical bouquet. The flavor follows suit with more tropical notes of pineapple, mango, and passion fruit backed up by a subtle caramel accent. You gotta find a hop. It sounds cantaloupe. delicious. I there is one that we've done that, that cantaloupe was a note for, but this specifically said a new unnamed hop. Oh, a new unnamed. I thought they just said unnamed to be an ass. Nope. Oh. We took a brand new unnamed hop. So cool. Jalapenito clocks in at 6.2% ABV and has an IBU rating of 40, which is kind of on the lower end for an American IPA. They're usually rated between 40 and 70. And suggested food pairings include spicy Mexican food, smoked wings, or fish. I'll spice anything. It's true. But that's what I got. All right. Now that we're overloaded with brewery information and my my brain is like, wee, let's add some beer to the equation. Yeah. <laughs> Let me pop a Tums and let's get to it. Do it. All right. Let's spice it up. Yeah. Right. Melony I mean, and grassy on the yeah. head. Yeah. No pineapple, really, or jalapeno, but that's more of a taste thing because they were put in there. Actual pineapple. I'm okay. Yeah. This is pretty much exactly what I would expect color wise from an American ale. Yep. 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 I wish that I had seen the actual like in hop needle so that we could do it like a side by side tasting since it's built from the same. I am pretty sure we've had in Hopanito before. Yeah. Oh, I can right. smell the jalapeno now. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mostly bought this for you. So I am a little nervous <laughs> how much of a bite this is actually going to be because I'm a baby. Okay. So it's it's more, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be more of that just like garden freshness of the jalapeno um, taste margaritas that you get. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's no seeds in here. Yeah, exactly. But were there seeds in here? We're about to find out. My mouth is like watering. I'm so excited oh for this. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, it tastes oh, shit ton like jalapeno. Yeah, super fresh. Well, there's a and little, there's bit, a little of a bit of a bite. Cake. I can handle this. Not much. That's nice. That is really nice. Mm. We must have had ha- uh, jala- jalapeno. Ha- in hopnito? In hopnito. I'm pretty sure we've had it in hopnito. Yeah. I've had something from this company before, and I just looked through their whole website for cans, and I mm-hmm. can't recognize a single beer. In hopnito. Oh, yeah. Name I mean, they've, they've been around forever, so I'm sure that we have had something from I them. I think we've had in hopnito because nothing else looked familiar. 
what it's got. This is really nice, actually. A huge jalapeno taste. Like you cut up jalapenos and you got the juice of the jalapenos in there. Yeah. This is, it's, it tastes like garden fresh, like someone chopped up fresh jalapenos, fresh yeah. jalapenos and threw them in, which is apparently what they did anyway. So it worked. <laughs> and I think the pineapple puree kind of just like tones it down just, just enough. Yeah, I was going to say it just kind of works to tone it down because I don't really get a lot of pineapple. No. I get that there's I can like, pick it out because I know it's there, but it's not ov- overwhelming. I can kind of smell it on the nose. And then if I'm drinking it, I can kind of taste it. There's something fruity about it a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's mostly just that garden fresh jalapeno yeah. flavor. Yeah. It goes down so easy too. It's such a nice, light, lightly carbonated beer. Mm-hmm. And it's got just a little bit of a bite as it's like going down your your throat hole. See, I don't know if I'm getting too much heat going down the throat. Oh, a little bit. Most of it's on my, uh, like the back of my tongue, just a tiny bit. But so not I'm, enough that I'm, it would I'm more me. sensitive to it than you are, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does kind of disappoint me is this is a new hop, but I don't think I can really tell any of the nose from the new hop because all i'm really getting is a lot of jalapeno yeah yeah that's true it is in that sense it's a a little womp womp now i definitely want to try and find in hop nido so that we can like pick it apart because i don't know how long ago in hop nido came out so we might actually be able to like maybe narrow it down by now if it's not a newer beer, if it came out, you know, a couple of years ago, then. I'm pretty sure it did. Cause again, I've had something from this company from, and yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in Hapnito. I would love to have this out on the deck on a hot day. This is really like just, it's just fresh. Yep. It's nice, refreshing, lightly carbonated, fresh fresh garden scent taste <laughs> yeah but like the the base of the beer itself is just like a really nice mellow american ale yeah well i mean technically it's an ipa but it's good it's, it's really, really good. it's really tasty it's very jalapeno i'm i'm glad that we got this version of it but like i said i wish we had the the side-by-side option mm. But the side-by-side wouldn't have jalapenos. No, that's true. And if it doesn't have jalapenos, why do I want it? (laughs) That's right. I'm only drinking beer with jalapenos in it now. Oh, well then. That's going to make things a little challenging. I've had a few. That's true. Hot pepper beer isn't exactly original either. In general, I've had a lot of those. That's true. Yeah. Your most favorite of which is... Uh, what ghost pepper? Oh, ghost island. Ghost island. Ghost pepper. ghost pepper. That was so good. But then there was also the Oof. one from Voracious, the raspberry. Raspberry Voracious. Yep, made a raspberry habanero, and that called Jerry Licious. <laughs> and then Two Roads did a root of all evil with hot oh, pepper. Oh, I in forgot it. about that. Yep. And then I'm pretty sure I've had a chocolate stout with yes. hot pepper. Yes, but I can't remember what it was from. Me neither. And I've definitely had at least one other jalapeno beer as well, but I don't remember what that was from either. Hmm. This is really, really good. 
Um, not super bitter. No. Is this a pale ale or an India pale ale? It is an IPA. IPA yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not super, super bitter, which kind of helps, I think, for the easy drinkingness of it all mm-hmm. and that crispness. The other thing is they say food pairings include spicy Mexican food, smoked wings, or fish. Spicy Mexican food's kind of like a cheat. Like, yes, it's spicy food goes with spicy. Yeah. But I think, this I would think go it well would lend with, itself to other foods. I think this would go well with ice cream. Weirdo. Okay. Explain. <laughs> I think that sometimes you want a complete opposite thing and that goes well together because they don't. If you get like spicy food and you get spicy beer, how do you know where your spice is coming from? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have ice cream, it cools you down. You have the jalapeno, you get a little heat again. You have the ice cream, it cools you down. You get the jalapeno, it makes a little heat again. All right. I can see your logic. And it's spicy. The other thing is sweet. They complement each other, I think. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's why you have spicy chocolates and stuff like that. That's true. So I think saying spicy Mexican food is a cheat. I also don't think fish would go great with this. I think it depends on the fish. Like white fish, maybe? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't think this would go well with a salmon. Mm-mm. I think salmon's kind salmon's of Salmon's too own flavorful. Thing. Yeah. Smoked wings? Sure. Why not? Anything barbecue. Because it's sweet. And this would be the, yeah, the complimentary. See? (laughs) (laughs) So that, yeah, then it would definitely have to be whitefish because whitefish is a little bit on the sweeter side. Jalapeno. So fresh. So fresh. So good. You're almost done. I'm almost done already. <laughs> I have got. I mean, it tastes like jalapenos. I really don't have that many notes for the beer. Yeah. It kind of, I mean. The pineapple tones it down, but it's not sweet. The beer is not sweet. So that no. pineapple juice is, is light. Although they said they used a ton of pineapple, right? 20 pounds of jalapeno. Well, they say 20 pounds of jalapenos and fresh pineapple puree. So. Oh. There's definitely know. more on the jalapeno side yeah, than the pineapple yeah. puree side. Because you're not getting any of that puree like, hey, there's stuff in here. Or like, was it, a, there was no like comma in the sentence at all, like nothing to break it up. Was it 20 pounds of fresh jalapenos and, and an pineapple puree? And pineapple puree? Yeah. That, oh, I gotcha. I don't know. But like mango tango which is one of dockside's beers which Mm -hmm. i don't know if they're going to continue now that they have a new brewer yeah used a ton of puree Mm -hmm. and that was super super sweet yeah this must not use that much puree yeah because it's not sweet at all and puree is very sweet usually (laughs) so it really must only act as a way to soften the heat of the jalapeno. Yeah. And that way you only get the slight bit of heat and a whole lot of garden freshness. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you de-seeded the jalapeno. 
You know, when you de-seed a jalapeno, you don't really get heat. You just get the taste. You just get the taste. All the heat's pretty much in the seeds. Which is how I can, I'm able to appreciate that uh, jalapeno margarita that you, that you have down at Universal. Although they do put seeds in that sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes it's spicier than others. Spicy. Love it's spicy. Why is it spicy? (laughs) (laughs) So the can. It is awesome. A tall boy can. With a wraparound label, but it wraps around all the way and actually comes out at the bottom a little bit. At least mine. The glue didn't quite stick. So it goes past the oh, bottom. Oh, just bit. a little bit. Yep. Um, it's a black can with a bunch of gray writing of different fonts. Uh, the Berkshire logo's on the top of the can in black and white and gray. It's got mountaintops and says Berkshire Brewing Company. Established 1994. And then the location but it's so tiny you can't even read that mm. uh on the right side of the can it's berkshire brewing co established 1994 in plain kind of aerial font writing uh on the left hand side you got brewed with the light by berkshire brewing company incorporated south deerfield massachusetts that must be what's on the logo that i can't read the government warning the independent craft beer association logo which by the way from now until May 22nd, it is Independent Craft Beer Week. Ooh. Yeah. Buy that logo, too. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Saw it online. This product is unfiltered and unpasteurized. Best kept cool. Isn't most beer? At least unpasteurized. Farm powered. Recycle. Hmm. And then on the cover of the can are two... Ooh. Different human fruit vegetable combo. Anthropomorphic. People. Anthropomorphic. Fruits that was what and I was vegetables. For. A jalapeno with a bandit mask and a scowl. <laughs> and his beard and mustache are a hop. It's a hop. <laughs> and on the other side of him is a pineapple. He's wearing sunglasses and giving the thumbs up. He's like he got a big smile. He's a cool guy. Together, these these people from opposite worlds come together to create a delicious, delicious <laughs> beer. What a kooky friendship. <laughs> and the style of the pineapple and the jalapeno are very like tattoo artist-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but really cool. Well drawn. I love that the hop is the jalapeno's beard. I think that's really clever. Yeah. And then it's jalapenito, jalapenito, IPI, Jalapenito See, it's not IPA. easy to say. It's not. Uh, and in that it's logo, a very clever name, but <laughs> the logo Jalapenito is made up of different letters as if it was like a some ransom kind of note. Ransom note. Yeah. I love All it. Cut up magazines. And I like that the J the is, J is actually. Hot pepper. Yeah. And the O is a pineapple that's been cut into. In Hopnito American India Pale Ale brewed with pineapple and jalapeno. 6.2 alcohol by volume. One pint. Then the background of the can has a bunch of different things. Company was founded in the fall of 1994 in historic blank Deerfield, Massachusetts. Beer does not have to be bitter to be better. <laughs> we keep it real. All of our beat. Yeah, they just has a bunch of like different corporate logos on there, which is kind of cool. That's neat. I like the writing behind it, so it's not just a black can. It's actually got some like writing going on. And obviously, the guys are like right yeah. there, front and center. 
And obviously having a jalapeno on your beer can makes you stop and go, Wait, what? Yeah. Which I'm sure is what drew you to it. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I love this beer. I'm glad we have two more cans. Yeah. Because this is really, really good. And very unique. Very unique. Like you said, very refreshing, very summertime. In fact, when was this canned? I'm curious. This can, oh, wow, yeah. April 6th, 2022. This nice. Is, this is fresh. Awesome. So maybe we can like <clears throat> save one or two for the uh, the deck. Yeah. I can try and grab another pack. I didn't see this at our local store. This is one that I grabbed up in Hartford while I was at my other job. Makes sense because Hartford's closer to Massachusetts. Yeah. So. But yeah, the fact I, that they're not that far from Connecticut probably means they restock it more often than not. Yeah. I'll be up there again mm. on Monday. I'll try, I'll check again. But yeah, this is really good. What I what I saw when you said Berkshire Brewing Company, and uh, I don't know if you're keeping it in or cutting it. I said that oh, the, we've the had beer from here before. The logo looks super familiar. Like I, I but I, I was mistaking it with a different brewing company. Yeah, yeah. But when I looked up online while you were talking a little bit, I tried to figure out what beer have I had from here. I know I've had it. Their hours are 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. every day. What? And they're closed two days a week. They only do beer to go. May 20th, they're going to open their... Um, Oh, they're like seasonal. They're tap. Uh, <clears throat> tap room? Nope. The outside. Hop yard. Hop yard. They call it the same thing as like two roads. Two roads. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I guess until their hop yard is open, they don't allow anybody inside. Huh? But they have pictures of people drinking from inside a garage, like a farm garage. So I don't, I don't know. Interesting. It seems very strange. But yeah, nine to four. When are you supposed Who's to pick up beer? beer? at 9 a.m.? Yeah. Everyone's at work, dude. I mean, like, I, we drink a lot of beer, but damn, 9 a.m. is a bit much. Well, it's for pickup. You can't even drink it at 9 oh. a.m. It's only for um, beer to go. I'm surprised at that point. I wonder if they do delivery. Maybe. Because hmm. 9 to 4 kind of sucks. That's, no, when it does. that's when everyone's working. Exactly. So when am I supposed to come pick up this beer if I place yeah. it to go order? And they're closed Sundays. I guess they're open Saturdays, nine to four, so you can pick it up then. Mm. But I mean, that just speaks to how good their beer is if they can do that and still be open. That's a, uh, yeah, Plus, that's actually a good obviously, point. So. And they've been mm. around for 25 years, so they got to be doing something right. Well, they're probably so big on distribution now. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if like everything in Deerfield and beyond just carries at least one Berkshire beer. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm surprised that we don't see it more often around here on tap. For something that's just right in Massachusetts, we see so many beers that are, you know, New York, Massachusetts, and yeah, all the northeastern kind of states. Yeah, yeah, tri-state area, New England. You don't see a lot of Massachusetts beer though down here. You see some, but not a lot. Yeah. You see a lot more um, Vermont. I wonder New if their York. laws are like different or more restrictive. Cause like I, I keep going back to the beer that you got when you went up to PAX East from Bendwater. Oh I yeah. I would love to try more stuff from them, but they just aren't around here. That was a good beer, but yeah, that's the thing is like yeah. some of that, but you've gone over some beer where the laws are like really weird and they have like districts mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can't go to different districts in your state. I think maybe Massachusetts was even one of those. Yeah, maybe. So it might be tough to get over the border. You might have to, it might have to hit different district requirements in your state before Massachusetts lets you deliver out of state. 
Yeah, maybe. They might be barred from the state and be like, you ain't big enough to get out of these borders, man. Hmm. You got to give the rest of us your stuff first. Yeah. Could be like that. And on the other flip side of that, how hard is it to get beer into Massachusetts? That's also true. Very interesting. I would say like. Because we see stuff like two roads and all that in New York City all the time. All the time. And we see New York City beers, or not New York City beers, there's not too many breweries in New, New York, York City. New York State beers. But we see New York State beers here all the time, obviously. All but the time. Connecticut and New York are kind of like hand in hand. Yeah. Every, like, everyone commutes back and forth. Yeah. It's the same place, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or at least like the Manhattan area versus like Stamford, like is basically the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one giant city. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if maybe their rules are different. Maybe. But you do notice that a lot. Like when you look at the big lists of beers on like people's screens at different bars and restaurants, it's just like. There's Ma- not a lot of stuff from Massachusetts. Like it appears, and, but not as often as you'd think being just as like. Right there. Where we are in Southern Connecticut. Southern Connecticut. We can get to Massachusetts in, in an hour. Yeah. Uh, oh, quicker than New York City sometimes just yeah. because of traffic. Yeah. Like I got to Boston in no time at all last time <laughs> I went. It was ridiculous how quick I got to Boston. Um, but yeah, you don't see as many beers. Yeah. But I know I've had beer from here <laughs> and I hope to see more of this hot lapinito this summer. Yes. Because this is fantastic. I'll be stocking up the next time I get a chance if possible. I love spicy things. I love the spicy beer. Hey, beer companies, if you're listening, breweries, I don't know. I called you beer companies. Yeah. I love spicy beer. If you want to be featured on our podcast, all you got to do is say, Hey, I got a spicy beer. I think it's available in your area or, Hey, I'm shipping you some spicy beer or, Hey, you pay me $15 online. I'll ship you some spicy beer and we'll do your beer on the podcast. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. Love spicy beer. Oh, so good. Empty mug club Empty for mug me. Club for you. I'm, I'm more so you focused can take on pictures taking of the pictures of this adorable You're puppy. forcing this to not be an empty mug club beer. I'm very disappointed in you. I wouldn't have made hmm. it. But yeah, that's all I got. This beer is really, really good. This, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I picked this up. This is very unique. This might be a top 10 or top oh, five. Oh, for you for the year? All right, all right. Well, we did top five last year, right? Mm-hmm. This is definitely a top 10 for me. Okay. Maybe a top five. I don't want to say anything's a top five yet till we actually get no, closer into the year. Yeah, we're this not is, even halfway through the year this yet. This is a top 10. So anything I said was a top five. In, I know I said a couple things were going to be top five in January. And that was stupid of me because I had 12 months left. <laughs> 52 episodes to go. And I'm like, oh, this is top five. <laughs> Those were definitely top 10 contenders. Optimistic, yeah. yeah. This is definitely something that I can see on the top 10. I can see it for you too. Hands down. Is it going to make my number one? I don't know. We're still pretty early on. We're not halfway yet. That's true. Not early on, but yeah, we're not even halfway. We're fairly early on. Yeah. But this is good. The garden freshness. I do get a little bit of an aftertaste of now that I'm completely done Mm -hmm. of there being a puree. But I can't tell you that it's pineapple. <clears throat> but I can tell you there was a fruit puree because it's the same exact aftertaste as the tango mango tango 
uh, beer from yep that exact same sweet that not sweetness. It's almost like a mouthfeel. Almost, yeah. It's like there was definitely something sweet in my mouth at one point, although mm-hmm. the taste is not sweet. But yeah, that was great beer. I'm glad. Very happy with my purchase. <laughs> Brava. <laughs> so I guess thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at crackandoneopen or shoot us an email at crackandoneopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions or suggestions because we always want to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're waiting for my yeah. I, I know it I know was. you should do it, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> what else you got to plug? Well, you know, I've got audiobooks that I do. You should probably buy them because I don't have a job anymore. Uh my job is audiobooks. The audiobooks I have out right now, though, pretty much I don't make money off of them unless you do their royalty share deals, which means you gotta buy those books to keep food on this table, to keep the beer flowing, to keep my puppy fed. Oh, and she's so cute. She's the cutest. <laughs> so to do that, go to Audible and buy my book, Sour, Switch Our Fucking Gangsters, Coffee at Midnight, Progressive Entrapment, Vacation Planet, uh, The Final Girl, The Murder of Kelly Christopher. All these books are books I've done that are royalty share, where if you buy them, I get a percentage of the proceeds uh, and get paid for my work, essentially. They're very good books. Check them out. Michael Butler. You can look me up. Uh, There's a lot of Michael Butlers up there, but just look for the books I did because I already told you what I did. And if you (laughs) click my name on those links, it'll list just my Michael Butler books. So check those out. I've also got another podcast called Forgotten Cinema, a podcast I do with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about it, maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know. You might find your own Forgotten Gem. Forgotten Cinema is available wherever you get your podcast or on ForgottenEntertainment.com because like Crack and Open, we are all part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. I've also got two player bows, a podcast I've done with uh, my brother Alex, my buddy Dave, sometimes just me. Going forward, it'll pretty much just be me, uh, where we talk about all things video game related, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, VR, Nintendo Switch. We have it all. We play it all. Uh, We'll do deep dives. We'll do reviews. We'll do previews. We'll do Let's Plays on YouTube as well. It's going to be a YouTube show and podcast going forward, uh, and that'll start up in the next uh, week or so, more than likely. So check out Two Player Bros as well as Forgotten Cinema, as well as my audiobooks, as well as Crack One Open. I've got stuff everywhere. <laughs> Master of podcasts. <laughs> and as always, a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.